fucking Spectre's a buster. A Raylan just like puts his palm right up against the ghostly form of this guy's head and just blasts him to vapor. Ending him. Break your fucking neck, bitches! So don't you come crawling back to me. You know who you are. And then put like a dashboard's confessional lyrics on it. Dashboard's confessional. Your hair, it's everywhere. You guys feel embarrassed for liking that shit yet? Like we all knew you would? Damn proud of that. <laughs> hey, we, we get what we got, all right? We didn't I get Michael Jackson in our I area. I'm liking it yet. Should we just play? I don't think this motherfucker's coming. Yeah, let's just start. Um, so you travel along another couple hours after your last encounter, and getting towards the end of your day, basically. And uh, as you're traveling along, inside everyone's head, you hear a soft, feminine voice. It sounds out in your mind, suddenly faint and distant. It says, hello, is anyone there? I need your help. I've been trapped so long. So long. Help me, please. And it kind of echoes throughout your mind. And everyone in the, all the NPCs, Vargas, uh, even Yuck Yuck and um, Spiderbait, they kind of stop for a moment and look around. What's up, baby? <laughs> and then you can see Fargus kind of scrambled to pull out his notes that he pulled off of uh, one of those dwarves earlier. He like points at his paper and he's like, oh, this is it. We're close. We got to be close. Uh, the old man said something about uh, like a female ghost or something like that near the tomb. Ghost. Yeah, that's why I said ghost. Can I roll something to see if I think this is another mind flare? Ooh, way, back, way back then. Insight. Uh, no. You don't think it's a mind flare. You don't hear the voice saying something specifically about you, like the mind flare would, like it's trying to coax you in. So it's just a voice in our mind. We can't hear it coming from any any specific direction, correct? Right. And Fargus will speak up. Let's just, let's just keep going. We must be going the right way. We'll stumble across it, maybe. Fine by me. Fargus is, like, aggressively searching around, and he'll stop, and he'll point towards the wall. The wall where all the web is connected on, let's say, the east side. And, um... He says, over there, let's go check it out. I can see something. And he'll like just sprint off to him by himself. And you can hear him yell from a distance, um, kind of echoing in the cave. I found something. Get over here. Raylan looks around for people with dark sight for let's confirmation. Go. Let's go carefully and quietly. All right. Roll stealth. Know how to do that. You guys want to pass without trace? I can cast it. I think I have it still. Do you have slots, yeah, I do though. have it. You may need your yeah, slot coming up. All right, we'll save them then. You see the webs, um, and they connect into the cave wall, and it's really uh, subtle at first, but you can see portions of the stone uh, of the cave, natural cave wall. Um, it starts to blend into finished stone, cut stone, and you see a, the outline of a door. It's, it's slightly ajar, slightly lopsided, um, not level with the ground, and um, it is green with age but you would recognize it as uh, bronze or brass and it's uh, just there covered with different webs and fungi from however long it's been set here untouched and you can see Fargus kind of like jump up and down in an exciting halfling way and he's like hot damn this is it we found it this has got to be it he kind of rolls up the paper and puts it in his pocket this is the temple 
Yeah, I, he'll turn around and say, I think so. In the temple or tomb? Hell if I know. Some old structure. Um, and these are all the clues that the old man told me before we came down here. Raylan asked the goblins what they know about this. Uh, yuck, yuck, will just shrug. Mm, hell if I know. Knock yourselves out. I'm still on the clock. I guess uh, Sherwin would be kind of interested in kind of like trying to just uh, investi- investigate the place. See... Maybe he recognizes it from maybe something he might have heard. Uh, maybe give me investigation. Okay, so you're looking at the door, looking for any kind of clues or anything like that you would recognize. Um, so like the door is, looks like like 10 by 10 foot of solid marble encased in a thin layer of uh, beaten bronze, and the bronze has turned green with age. Uh, you notice that the door itself, um, you kind of push on it to see how it opens, because right now it's just a flat door, uh, no handling or anything like that. And you notice that it sits on some sort of central pivot or access uh, and that pushing the door on either side may cause it to spin uh, to open but uh, sure when being of small stature uh, would struggle to push this door open it seems really heavy and tight fitting so Fargus kind of stands there like nervously and excited and he looks at the group so he's like okay so we're gonna split it we split the findings between me and you guys uh, and uh, yeah let's do this uh, he just kind of looks around at the biggest people in the party. Anybody mind giving it a shove? And Braylon asks Fargus, what do you expect in here? And be honest. I, I have no idea. Literally no idea. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, you, you guys are adventurers like me. Probably some undead in there. Gotta be undead, right? I just heard this place was old. Like, super old. Like, before, you know, before Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter and all those places. Like, old, old. Antiquity old. So there gotta be something of value in there. Raylan asks Aerith what he knows about it through some translator. I don't know who. Jim Jar, let's say. Uh, sorry guys, I have no idea what this is. Raylan just shrugs and walks up to the door and presses on the right side of it. Will not easily open without some more force. You'll need to make a athletics check to try to push it open. If I'm pushing, I get advantage. There you go. When you push on it, it requires you to kind of like walk it all the way through with your hands. It doesn't like spin or anything like that. Uh, but you're able to push it on that center axis. And so part of the door is sticking outward and inwards now, but it has opened up into a dark room, uh, pitch black on the inside. Do you have a uh, torch out? Yeah, I would have to have one. I guess I would have put it on the ground to push with both hands. Uh, yeah, you can see this outline. If you're standing on the outside, you can see the outline of a room that's about... 25 by 25 feet, intricately carved uh, stone flooring covered with uh, at least an inch of dust. And uh, Raylan just steps aside and kind of waves everybody else in since he can't see that well. I'll use my stealth roll to go first and investigate. What do you guys want to do with the NPCs when you're walking in here? Who do we got with us? There's Sarath, Jimjar, Bobby, Stool, Rumpadump. Hervey, Prince Darendil, and then Fargus is going to go with you inside. Put Sir Critzalot on point. In the front, or to guard the door? To guard the door. Yeah, it sounds good. So Jimjar, and maybe like <laughs> Turvey on the door, and then to like alarm us if anybody comes through, and then take Sarath and Darendil with us and the rest. And you walk into this first room. Uh, you can see a stone uh, diorama stands to the right of the entrance, depicting a female. She looks 
perhaps elven could even be half elven she appears to be like a noble based on her uh garb uh surrounded by it looks like different attendants uh, or servants and uh, surrounded by different uh things like a throne and um chests and gold and wands and these kind of sword different all this different imagery just kind of like floating around her a vista of a fantastic floating city covers the walls to the left of the entrance at the far end of the room across from the entrance you can see um empty stone uh torch scones flank a dusty staircase that descends downwards Raylan taps Sarah and points at the the right and left walls to like get his opinion or to see if he recognizes it he looks at it and he's like well i don't i've never seen a floating city i'm kind of at a loss not drow i'll tell you that much nothing from legend or anything that you would have heard of he shakes his head no don't think so would i can i roll like arcana or religion or something try to figure it out History? Uh, you could roll history. Yeah, history would probably be most appropriate. History. Not a great roll. I get to re-roll. Nobody knows shit. <laughs> Nobody is, uh... Yeah, gotta work, on that. Gotta work, on, work on that book learning. I mean, Sherwin's the only one proficient in history. Um, but even he kind of struggles to uh, recall what would be relevant to this. Would Darren Dell know, know anything? Could he so yeah, you call, I guess you called Darren Dell over and he's like, ah, oh, yes, she appears to be Elvish. Maybe I can recall some of my uh, schooling from when I was a child. And he like rubs his chin and uh, for a moment turns around and he says, yeah, so obviously this is uh, some sort of great uh, Shrine or relic to uh, an important uh, figure in Elvish history, I believe. Can I do something with Darendel real quick? Depends on what it ask is. Him, mm-hmm. I want to ask him a question in Elven. Okay. I'm going to ask him in, in Elven, what did you get captured for? Why, how did you get captured in Elven? Uh, so he turns to you and he's like, well, the uh, those nasty drow, they, they invaded our forest. And uh, I was uh, in the middle of... Uh, well, uh, just exploring the woods around our city. I take uh, I took strolls to relieve stress. Being a, a prince is a stressful burden. And uh, in the middle of my walk, they they put a bag over my head and they captured me. They took me underground. I was just surprised. I just wanted to see if he actually understood Elven or not. But okay, guess so. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's uh, lying or anything like that. Seems like he really, really uh, thinks he's an Elvish prince. And his Elvish was like fluent, right? It was fine. It was uh, spot on. Well, um, you, with your experience with elves and whatnot, um, seems like he's got some kind of an accent. Could be like a specific uh, dialect of Elvish, but he's definitely speaking Elvish better than you can. Could I possibly figure out what dialect it is? Because I, I understand too. Maybe give me a history roll. Steamed hams. Why you say better than I can? I speak Elvin. How dare shit. you? Like, he speaks it more flowingly than you do. He's got N1. (laughs) Fuck him. H1N1. (laughs) You're not able to place his dialect. So you get to the edge of the steps, and yeah, it extends uh, about 20 feet downwards to a landing. uh, And then set at the back of that wall, it looks like a... uh, a circular disc is attached to the wall and it has uh, 12 different niches uh, in all directions, much like a clock um, at the back of the wall. And then at the other side of that landing, you can see the stairs extended down again. I call back. You guys ready? 
I mean, like you said, notches. Is that can I, do I assume that that's a notch to put something in, or is it literally just a marker? You could roll uh, insight. Thirteen. This a little bit reminds you of uh, a calendar almost. You've seen similar these like disc shaped calendars uh, in history books, for example, of different from different cultures. We've got us a Mayan calendar here, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very similar to that kind of uh, that feel of Mayan calendar. Is it mechanical or is it literally just on the wall, just a just a solid stone thing? Investigation. Sears seems to be just uh, attached to the wall. Um, you could probably rip it off if you wanted to, but it uh, doesn't seem to have any mechanical uh, features. Braylon answers Grimsby's earlier question. Yes. What? 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 What did I ask? Are you, you guys ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if you go further down the staircase, um, it descends an, an additional 100 feet down the same kind of pattern, 20 feet of stairs, a landing, and then 20 feet of stairs and a landing, uh, until you make it, uh, to the, this room where shreds of dusty tapestries lie scattered across the floor. Freezies on the wall are defaced actually with deep gouges, making them unrecognizable. An altar of pale gray marble stands gouged and cracked against one wall. You can see uh, two doors, uh, one going east and one going south. Both of them appear to be similar to the entrance door that you came through, except uh, these ones are not green and aged with time. These are still, um, still have a lot of original bronze coloring. What's up with this altar? Roll an investigation. Mm-hmm. Another altar for me to smash. Yeah. Hit it. Demon Gorgon comes out. Didn't um, so, Raylan, you're checking out the altar, and uh, you can tell that the uh, the damage on the uh, the freezes and the this altar, the gouges, uh, they appear to be uh, relatively recent, and that uh, whatever creature or person left these marks, um, they left no tracks of any kind, as there's still a solid layer of dust on the floor. Raylan says, whoever did this damage in this room wasn't walking on legs and he kind of points at the ground looks like it happened recently mm. and he looks at Fargus and says which way uh, Fargus kind of looks around and he's got like this kind of excited uh, grin on his face and uh, he's like yeah I, I have no clue this is great let's keep looking around as he's like scanning the room as well which way should we go guys east or south uh, can I investigate investigation rule there we go. Uh, yeah, so you, you drag your hand across the gouges and whatnot, and um, you can just make out more depictions of, uh, of a floating city again. And you can kind of, as you like find one depiction of it, you can take a step back. And then you can actually see the connection throughout the rest of the walls where it's just these consecutive floating cities. Um, and there's little depictions of people uh, looking up at the cities from the ground. Okay, so th- they're both the same thing. Yeah. East or south, everybody? East. Halflings think alike. Let's go east. Fargus will shout out. So, uh, as you walk into this room, and uh, Grimsby, as he enters in first, you can see four, four stone uh, sarcophagi in each of the corners of the room. Uh, each lid seems to bear the image of a robed figure in repose. Are they all closed? They're all closed. With undisturbed dust? Undisturbed dust. Can I investigate the images on them? Okay. Uh, then I would say roll history. Decent roll. 
not trained in it. So uh, you look at some of the uh, the clothing that these people are wearing and you don't recognize it from anything that you ever learned. Whatever it is, it's a uh, the dress of a civilization or location that you're not familiar with. Aliens. Raylan just holds his torch over it and says, weird. Could we possibly determine how old these things are? History or perception or investigation or whatever? Or radiocarbon dating? Yeah, for sure. Science role. Perception. Uh, so you are uh, looking at the sarcophagus uh, and uh, you don't really notice anything that would point to age or anything like that. There's no markings on it like that states a year or anything like that. Uh, however, um, you notice that the sarcophagus on the southeast corner of the room, um, it appears to be sitting on some rollers. And uh, you think it would probably slide if you were to move it. And activate the rest of the mummy horde. Is there any erosion whatsoever? Or are they like pristine reliefs? Uh, they appear to be pristine. Kind of like feel for air. <laughs> like around the sarcophagus. Yeah, perception. You know, a little breeze or something. You um, can feel like a little gaps. Um, you don't feel a breeze, but you can see a, a, an actual gap in underneath the sarcophagus. Like where if you were to roll it, there's probably an opening underneath it. Well, guys, I think I see a little opening here. You can roll it out and we can head on down. Well, should we do this first or should we go see if there's anything in that southern room? I think we avoided the danger. <laughs> if we're looking for treasure, it's probably in this hidden place, right? And he looks at Fargus. Uh, yeah, sure. But I mean, I don't know. These guys look like they're they're rich, too. And nobody's touched it, it looks like. I mean, we could be the first ones. Don't do it, Fargus. I kind of want to go see what's in that other room before we move on. He's like, yeah, let's clear that one first. So Grimsby being the first one to step out, uh, as soon as you step out, you hear that same feminine voice again in your mind that you heard on, on the Silken Paths. And she says, please don't leave. I'm here below. I just say, I just say to myself, in a moment, baby, I got to open this door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. You can spin it. I'm just going to assume I need a, oh my God. And yeah, you God. slam, slam your head right in the door. Ah, help! Graylin's on the job. So in this room, there are stone blocks <clears throat> standing against the uh, western and eastern walls. Uh, they're carved with little niches. And inside uh, rests uh, a dozen clay uh, jars. In the middle of the room uh, rests a wide stone sarcophagus atop a black marble beer. Bear? B-I-E-R? Bear, I believe. No idea. Beer. 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 Beer? Okay. A stone black marble beer. The little sarcophagus is inlaid with dust-covered mosaics depicting great floating cities high above a beautiful landscape. The lid itself, by just by appearances, looks incredibly heavy. It's just as thick as uh, any of the doors that you've pushed open. How tall is it? Uh, it sits about uh, seven feet off the ground total. Oof. The top of it? Yeah, at the top. I've been wondering about the, the shadows. Can't see. And it's 15 feet long? Yeah. Can aliens, man. Raylan looks at Grimsby and he's like, uh, this can't be our kin, can it? Certainly seems like it could be, so doesn't it? Are there any markings on it, like writing? No, just that uh, relief, the depictions of the floating cities on there. Be a quag off inside. True Does enough. Like, could, do we think we could push off the lid? Uh, yeah. I mean, it would take some considerable force, but yeah. 
you believe? With our powers combined. <laughs> he just kind of looks at Grimsby and he's like, are we going to open it? Yeah, I'm going to open it. And then he looks around at the room first. Is there anything else worth noting? Uh, yeah, you take a quick glance around the room and uh, no, you do not notice anything else. I'll move back. Nothing to pick up, nothing to examine. All right, so he kind of like uh, groups his hands together, kind of hulking up and puts them, lays them on the top of the lid, getting ready to push them. All right. I'm going to pull my shirt up over my nose just in case <laughs> dust comes flying out. All right. I guess I'll, I'll assist Raylan. All right, so go ahead and give me that athletic check then. So you mm-hmm. lean back and you put all your shoulder into it to push it off. And uh, it's to your surprise, it's like almost uh, like two uh, magnets of the same polarity are sitting on top of each other. It slides off extremely easily despite its size. And uh, with the amount of force that you put into it, uh, you throw the lid across the room and it slams <laughs> into the floor, making this shattering sound. And uh, on the inside... You can see uh, a life-size statue of an elven woman. It's uncanny how realistic this statue looks, but she appears to be sleeping comfortably. And you recognize it as the same uh, woman that was depicted on the reliefs when you first walked in. Raylan walks around to the other side, checking it out. As soon as that uh, stone slab hits the ground, you hear a booming voice throughout the tomb. And it calls out, it says, You, you have disturbed the tome of Bryces of Chaim. Accursed are you, most miserable creatures. And the voice is a crash of thunder in the volume. And everyone in the uh, tomb is able to hear this voice. And uh, everyone's going to need to make a saving throw. <laughs> what was that name? Sorry. Bryces of Chaim. Chaim. Why does it say poison to Sherwin by Raylan? Kind of. STD did you give me? Wasn't me. So go ahead. What did you want to inspect? The statue? To see if it's actually like a body or something. Okay. Deception. Or actually investigation. No medicine? It's a statue. Well, I want to see if it was really a statue or not. Well, you got to inspect it first. What the hell happened? That was weird. No, that's not weird. That's how it should happen. Because uh, oh. something has affected you. Yeah. Yeah. So you in- you inspect the statue and you notice that it is very much affixed to the surface of whatever it's laying on. It does not move. Is it carved out of the same rock? It is not. Is What's there something out of like you say? You say it's a it's fi- it's fixed by bolts or whatever. There's something under it then. Yeah, something is that's keeping it attached to the base, yeah. Can we really? tell what? Is there any magical energy? Uh, you do not sense any magical energy. Can we tell can we tell what it's fastened to? Like are there bolt markings or is it just a solid ad- adhesion or whatever? Can we can we figure that out? Yeah, I mean, you can take the time to uh examine it and it looks like just at the back of the statue, it's affixed with some sort of um some sort of substance. Mm. You can try to pry it with your hands. Um, whatever you do, it seems to be uh, would, would, does not move at all. Not even in the slightest, like you're making any kind of progress. And uh, I would say if you're trained in Arcana, you can make a check to kind of figure out what it is uh, holding it there. It's bubblegum. <laughs> I got the same roll. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure. 
um, with Raylan and Grimsley's rule. Can I try to get a, a grip on this uh, cover that we pushed off and see how heavy it is? Didn't it shatter? I didn't shatter. It made like a shattering type sound, but it, it, yeah, it didn't oh, break wow. it. So there. Uh, so Sherwin, you're able to place what's keeping you on there because you've you've actually kind of wanted this material for some of your um from some of your for some of your larger toys or projects but uh this is it's being held with sovereign glue oh sovereign glue andy man's favorite tool and uh sovereign glue is a if in its normal form is a viscous uh milky white substance that can form a permanent adhesive bond between any two objects i'm gonna try to test the uh the weight of this cover yeah so you can lift it okay and he uh so he just tried to like test it to see how heavy it is and then he wants to go over and like what does the figure look like can you describe the figure the statue yeah you take a longer look at her and she appears to be half elven not elven you can see the subtle differences and like the the ear tip length and things of that nature um female um dressed in the same kind of robes that you saw on the uh, four sarcophagus in the other room um so again you're not able to place what uh region or uh era that that would identify with uh, otherwise uh she sits there and uh, you can also see um at her side she's holding uh nothing in one hand but in the, her right hand she's holding a, a blade a sword that is part of the uh, same statue anything notable about it uh it, it just appears to be a sheath sword yeah but no How special come markings the, on it. the sarcophagus is so big like what's around it empty space she's just in the mm-hmm. middle of this yeah there's nothing else in there the sheath sword is stone, right? It's not an actual sword. It's stone. Okay. So I want to kind of like boost myself up there and kind of be like halfway inside the thing because it's like super tall, right? It's like six feet up or something. Yeah. And uh, just like reach down and try to touch her face. Give her a kiss. Maybe she'll uh, wake you, up. Yeah, you reach down and touch her and it's stone. Cool to the touch. Raylan looks over at Boyd and says, is that a thing? Yeah, it's in the fairy tales. <laughs> he kind of slides up a little bit and tries it, if he can reach safely. All right, uh, so you reach down and kiss the stone, and uh, other than getting some dust on your lips, uh, or you actually, there would be no dust on your lips, but um, yeah, nothing happens. He just looks back at Boyd and shrugs as he hops back down to his feet. Okay, I think this room is cleared, guys. We can move on. Maybe it takes two kisses. (laughs) (laughs) And he just smirks and says, you want to try? I don't think she's a whore. So uh, (laughs) maybe it's better if it's the same person. (laughs) And Raylan just smiles and looks at Grimsby and says, should we put the cover back on this thing just in case? Sure. Good to be respectful. Fargus is like visibly frustrated by this. Why? What? You know, if you ask him, he just spits out. I can't believe it. This is this is it. This is those two rooms. We got to check those other sarcophagi. Then this, this we haven't been down the hole here. yet. Calm down. And he uh, lifts with Grimsby, counting off in giant one, two, three. <laughs> put that cover back on. Yep. All right. Yeah. And you can easily put it back on. Does it slide in that weird way still? Yeah, uh, once you set it on the surface, it slides right over. 
And he just looks over and says, man, that's weird. Does that Do I recognize what kind of stone it is? Uh, you could give me a nature check. Does it actually act like a magnet? So, like, does it settle it back back into place perfectly? <laughs> that was hard medicine. stone. Yeah, I mean, it slides it slides enough to get it back into the center position, and then it'll stay in place. Uh, so, yeah, you cannot place the stone. Uh, even Boyd, who is proficient, uh, does not recognize this stone. Hmm. She must have been a special woman. <laughs> he says as he walks back to the other room. Hell of a woman. Okay, let's close up these doors too after everyone's out of the room. I sure when I'm moving your token around because it doesn't seem like you're moving it. So if you want to be somewhere <laughs> specifically, let me know. So yeah, you enter this room again. Nothing has changed. Um, Fargus will look to you guys as you walk in. And uh, so which ones are we doing first? I always get nervous around these like tomb things. Something always pops out. Well, I guess let's let's step onto this clear pressure plate thing and see if we kill ourselves. All right. Uh, so you and Sherwin are there. Um, so basically, it would slide to your left. So you could pull it or push it in the direction. Um, however, the important point is, uh, as you, as soon as you put your hands on it to move it, uh, you can hear like this breathing out sound that kind of echoes through the room. And from each of the sarcophaguses, the one they're touching, and all the other three ones, uh, two spec- uh, specters rise from the lids and they float to their feet and they look at you enraged and they point to you and yell defiler in this kind of archaic common tongue and uh, they're going to attack you whoa Raylan, <laughs> where are you going <laughs> i don't know i was just following uh sherwin <laughs> getting the fuck out of it. Brutal. All right, Grimsby, you're first. They're specters. So they're, mm. Well, I guess I will, Grimsby I will would not necessarily know that, but yes, they look like a specter. Specter of communism. They look ghosty, right? Haunting yes. Europe. I'm going to greatsword just right. at the dude diagonal to me. Hits. Hit. Give some damage. And then I will do that again because I get another attack. Yeah, your weapon while hitting appears to struggle to actually break the form and destroy the specter. All right, next is uh, Prince Darendil, and he'll look over to the Boyd and Elvish, and uh, just says, "What shall you have me do?" Ready to attack. Okay, so he gets in a like a squatting position. Got any magic? Need some magic, up. boy. Sorry, no magic. Stool's turn. Stool will back away. You hide, little buddy. Turn. Uh, Fargus is going to pull out a short sword and he misses and as a bonus action he's going to disengage uh, Donnie's next Alright I guess I'm just going to move up to Boyd and then I'm going to see Sherwin getting attacked over there and run in that direction okay. so I'll use Dash to get over to Alright <laughs> Oh uh, shit there's a lot more guys in here Yep. Uh, either way you came in through the, this part or this part you're going to draw an opportunity attack Alright, I guess I'll stop when I get attacked then. So All right. I'll be right there. So that hits and then necrotic damage. And I need a constitution saving throw. 18. So you succeed. Alright, so you're good. Sherwin, your turn. Sherwin's just going to attack this uh, specter that's next to him. And it hits. Partially resisted. Mm. <laughs> 
That's what it yells at you when you hit it. <laughs> okay, boy, your turn. All right. What I've seen, like, uh, the attack of opportunity that was on Donnie. Yeah, you've seen that. What did that look like? Uh, the spectral hand just kind of uh, flew out and raked at him and didn't do any physical damage, but uh, you could see, like, little ethers being pulled from his being. Okay. You ain't gonna have none of that shit. You ain't stealing my boy's life force. And I'm gonna cast Chill Touch on Spectre 2, because that's the only one I can see right now. Okay. Yes! And it missed. He fumbled, but uh, just a regular miss. Does he get to re-roll then, since he's lucky? Was one of them a one? Yeah, yeah, he rolled a one. Do I get to re-roll it then? I think so. Yeah, I, don't know I got this disadvantage thing. Yep. I don't know if it made a difference. Oh shit, nat 20. Oh, that hit. On the 15. Alright, so damage. 1d8 necrotic. Hell yeah. Resisted, but, but, the main benefit of me casting this is that it cannot regain hit points till the start of my next turn. So next the specters will move. And this one will float forward. And this one will attack Boyd since he's right there. Come at me, brother. And I'll spore him for fun. The succeeds and here's the attack. And so, yeah, he critted. Here's the damage. Oof. Oh. 24. I also need you to make a con save. Oh, you're so lucky. Uh, uh, that would have been bad. That's Thank the God whole idea. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, you're good. So no effects from the con save thing. But that was fucking painful. Now the second Spectre is going to go. I'm confused about the HP because it did 24 damage, right? Yep. So that's why it has 24 in your wounds section. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I actually have to fucking do the math and figure out how much I have left. Okay. Yes, teacher. You have to He's do 34 correct. minus 24. Oh, you beat me to it. That's hard. <laughs> I think it's 10 now. I also wanted to take a shit on him for being a teacher. <laughs> I'm a teacher in America. It's not too late. Oh, yeah. It is America. I forgot. Las Vegas, even. Yes. I don't know if that's special. Next Spectre is going to attack uh, Grimsby. So here we go. He hits. Here's a damage. And I need a con save. Uh, you succeed. Uh, next Spectre, attacking Raylan, and he misses. Uh, next, this one's going to attack Donnie. He misses. Raylan's turn. I want a reaction repost. Okay. That'll miss. Raylan, your turn. Does uh, Spectre number two look any worse for wear than number three? Yes, it does. All right, I'm going to blast Spectre number two then. Remembering that this seemed effective against ghostly people. Yeah, it hits. It's ethereal form becomes even more transparent. And he shouts at uh, into Spectre 3's face, We don't, you don't need to hurt us. <laughs> In case it's worth anything. Alright. He'll react on his turn then. Grimsby, your turn. Okay, and I will greatsword him again. Alright. Alright, hits. Ah, yes. He did. You pass your blade through him and he kind of just evaporates up into the air. Fizzles away. And I'm going to move just on the other side of Sherwin and Raylan here into the corner. Okay. So next is Prince D. He's he readied his attack as he was ordered and nobody's in that room. So 
Uh, he will shout out again. What's my move? Someone instruct me. Please don't kill me. Alright, I'll, I'll watch over here. I'll keep watch. Fergus's turn. Fergus will... He'll stay from where he's at. He's gonna take a shot with his crossbow. And he will get sneak attack damage. Donnie. Let's swing at dude in front of me then. It's So with that, I wanna do a menacing attack. So it's gotta do a wisdom save. Here's the wisdom save. 12. And then another four for the superiority. All right, Sherwin, your turn. All right, so I guess Sherwin's gonna attack uh, number four. All right, it hits. He is heavily damaged. Little holes appear in his spectral form. Boy, your turn. I'm gonna move back. Uh, it gives me after that takes opportunity to attack on shit. Uh, I'm just gonna hit him with my dagger. I miss. And then I'll bonus action. Uh, second level healing ward myself. Uh, next is the Spectre One, which uh, maybe go ahead and roll your healing dice first before he goes. I got baby barf all over me, so I'm trying to. Is a baby with the ghosts? They're baby ghosts. We're killing baby ghosts? Here, I'll, I'll roll it for you while you're cleaning up Morph then. Healed six. Uh, so the, the Spectre's gonna attack Boyd again, and he misses. Spectre three, attacking Raylan. This, Missed. oh, it almost hit. It was teetering on a 13, and then the die rolled over. Almost only counts in horseshoes and fireballs, my friend. Attack Donnie. Don't forget about parenting. Donnie hits Donnie. Here's damage. 13 necrotic, and I need a con save from Donnie. You succeed. Bring on the start. All right, I'm gonna dodge the swipe from the guy in front of me again and uh, blast over Donnie's head at the ghost that he's fighting. Yes. Next is Grimsby. I will pull out my longbow and I will attack uh, number four there. Already. Only three dam, five damage. Prince, Prince will lack of direction will attempt to be brave and he'll run in here and he will attack the one that's attacking Boyd see what happens. Miss. Tony get multi-attack. Oh, he does. Ah. Oops. Hits. Now Fargus' turn. The crossbow bolt. Misses. Donnie's turn. Oh, I'm just gonna keep swinging. A bit more confident now that I got some uh, back Okay, that hits. And, oh yeah, so four. Drops. <laughs> he fizzles into a mist as he passes into the afterlife. Donnie lets out his patented raspy hiss of excitement. Alright. I'm gonna bonus action um, the healing thing I got. And next is Sarah. It's Sherwin, your turn. Alright. So uh, I guess Sherwin's gonna attack number one. That misses. And that's his turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is Boyd. Alright, you miss the dagger. Alright. So Spectre will swing at the small boy again. Yes. And Spectre was just gonna keep going at railing. Uh uh oh. What's this? I'm slippery. I'm slippery. Okay, it's railing, you get inspiration. He can't hit his bro. He can't. Not feasible. Like his he just can't accidentally life drain that guy. Mm, he's only got five foot reach. Mm, I already had inspiration though. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Raylan, your turn. Raylan's just gonna smirk at the ghost that's attacking him and shoot a blast at the other one. He's bobbing and weaving. It's 
to kiss him with the Eldritch Blast. What's next? That's all. Uh, next is Grimsby. More of a glancing blow than a kiss, I would say. Hmm. Vector 1 is still alive, right? Well, he is, yeah. <laughs> he would argue with that. But yes, he's still active. <laughs> he's still moving. I'm going to attack number three instead. I'm going so I'm gonna minus five. Okay. My attack for plus ten damage. Alright. Ah oh, shit. I missed. Okay, I guess that's all I can. Prince Darendil will call out this dude. This one hit. Second hit. Ah. So Prince Darendil growls his teeth showing his teeth as he flies through the space where the specter was and just tears it to shreds. Next is Fargus, who will just launch a crossbow bolt up at the specter behind Raylan. Hits. Yeah, and yep. A lot of resistance. Donnie, your turn. Um, get on this gang. This pop dog pile here. Okay, hits. Um, and then he's looking pretty bad, right? I'm gonna bonus action, try to bite him. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I was really close to a crit fail. Yeah, actually getting to watch the dice roll on this is kind of exciting. <laughs> if a 15 hits. It does. Yeah, you hit and you do four piercing. Yep. Nice. I just take a big old bite out of his ethereal being, I guess. I don't know exactly it tastes, what it is. It tastes like the smell of like uh, old Christmas decorations when you open them up, like for the one time a year when you pull them out of the closet. You know what I mean? That musty smell. Nice. Real good. All right, I'm going to gulp that down and get a couple of temporary hit points. And then next is Sherwin. All right, attack this uh, specter number three. All right, yep, misses. Trails? Nope. <laughs> All right, Void, your turn. I'm just gonna do uh, chill touch. It's necrotic. I know, but he can't get he can't get health back when he attacks. Oh, it fucks up his life drain. Good idea. Uh, yeah, you hit. Next is Spectre's turn. There's only one left, which is number three, and he will keep going after Raylan. He's yet to hit. It's fucking Spectre's a buster. Raylan, your turn. Raylan's kind of like pu- puffing his chest out, and he just dips his head like uh, George W. Bush dodging that guy's shoe. And then he uh, raises his left hand and shoots another blast at this guy. Crits. Uh-oh. This is intercom. Your target is stunned until the next turn. All right. You rock his spectral form, and he just seems... Maybe he's reflecting on past memories now, but now he's dead. <laughs> Raylan just, like, dodges his swipe and just puts his palm right up against the ghostly form of this guy's head and just blast him to vapor, ending him. And instead of his uh, weird body just disappearing up into the ceiling of the room, it flows into Raylan's face, sustaining him. And all the spectral forms appear to be gone now. Vargas will jump forward. Hot damn, that was intense. You guys are good at this. We are quite fearsome. Well, and he looks over at the sarcophagus at the southeastern edge that uh, appeared to be on rollers. Looking at you, big guy. He looks to Grimsby. Move this sarcophagus out of the way so we can get down there. Okay, I do. Do I need to roll athletics? No. You're able to dislodge it and roll it. And another staircase descending downwards is uh, visible. And then Fargus will actually stop himself and he's like smacks himself in the forehead. He's like, wait, gotta check these ones. Open them up. We killed the thing that was in it, right? So, should be good to go. And Raylan says, if the boss 
casket didn't have anything special in it. I don't think these would. Yeah, but we're not going to check. Does he think that the halfling could possibly open them himself? Um, hmm, probably not. He says, uh, let's get him on the way out. All right, fine. Well, go first. I'm not going down that hole first. He clutches a small torch. Raylan uh, is waiting for someone who can see in the dark to go first. Oh, if nobody volunteers, I guess Tony will go. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll follow you. You descend down some more stairs, another hundred feet down again. So you two lead the way, and you come down into this room. Um, and uh, let me give you a quick description real quick before I do something else. Um, you walk into this room, and uh, you see murals on the wall depicting... Uh, Decorated with rich pigments that inlay with uh, semi-precious stones, a gilded sarcophagus stands atop a stone bier along the west wall. Stone chests rest at the foot of the sarcophagus. A specter rises out of the sarcophagus that you saw. You'll hear it speak uh, in common, but again, it's this very archaic common. It's like the equivalent of like Middle English. Uh, and she'll say, Thy liveth shall free mine from slumber, and thee shalt serve me for eternity and death. Raylan says, no, 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 no. And he puts his hands up and says, we came, we followed your call. We're here, but you can't take our lives. And he looks pissed. She will not say anything and I go to attack. Initiative. These ghosts never listen to reason. Grimsby looks over. She was probably a bitch in real life, too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Grimsby woman hater. I've <laughs> been trying to come up with a, a Raylan name for Grimsby and I think it's woman hater I don't hate all women I hate most people it's not just women <laughs> rat eater I'm going preemptive this crap will a 23 do it it hits yes it says right there I want to do a menacing as well alright so it's a whiz 12 DC. So she rolled a 20, so plus 2, 22. What about the blade attack? Yeah, the con thing, if she can like move or not, you know. It's a total of 10 damage, plus the con thing. What was the DC on the blade? I don't remember. Her name is nowhere near how I wrote it in my notes. Nope. <laughs> Never mind. DC 10. Okay, so she succeeds. Next is Raylan's turn. So we recall that fire doesn't seem to do it against these folks, right? Uh, not as effective as it normally is, no. Well, I, can okay. I can vouch for that. I'm going to cast... Mm, I'm going to cast... Mm, <laughs> <laughs> burning hands? Uh, Hit everybody? <laughs> you going to cast McDonald. Mm, I'm loving it. Mirror image. I'm gonna move like over here. So now there's, f I'm seeing double, four Raylands. Grimsby, your turn. So she's right next to me, right? I'm going to, I'm going to mog the shit out of her. Twice, maybe, fuck. I'm gonna try again. So in this one I get a normal damage and a D8. Next is Fargus. He's going to jump over to the other side here. Crossbow, and he misses. Next, Boyd's turn. Yeah, I'll chill and touch her just so she can't get health back. Hits. Sherwin, your turn. Uh, Sherwin's going to attack. That will hit. Yeah, same as with most yeah. specters. Ghostly forms. 
not as effective as it always is. She spins and mocks you. Next will be her turn. She calls out again. She says, serve my whim. Listen to my voice. Do not resist. And she's going to use uh, Whispers of Madness. Uh, she's going to target Grimsby, Donnie, and Raylan. So everyone succeeds, you bastards. <laughs> and Raylan just says, no! I already have a gun. We'll talk about that later. He says to Donnie. Grimsby just frowns, looks at her. And then for a uh, second attack on Grimsby. Oh, uh, and it crits. Just a regular crit, it looks like. So here's damage. Oh my god! Shit, a brick. Wow, that's a big crit. I'll say. Yeah, with one huge, ghastly swipe, Grimsby is knocked unconscious. Grimsby. Save me! And collapses. It's psychic damage, so your mind is just assaulted with these maddening voices. You cannot bear the weight. Okay, well, if it's maddening voices, then I say. Watermelon! Donnie, yeah, your turn. Alright, so there's like this sarcophagus behind her, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna be right there. And uh, once you get right within this distance of the sarcophagus, you can hear the same voice again in your mind. And it'll say, inside! Inside the sarcophagus, let me out! I'll help you. Hmm. Alright, now I'm gonna ignore it for now. I'm gonna biting blade this chick. Damn it. Miss. Okay. Raylan, your turn. Raylan watches Grimsby drop and he just holds his left hand up and tries to blast her. Does an eight hit? <laughs> Grimsby, death save, auto does it for you. You succeed. So you got one. And Boyd, your turn. Fuck it, I'm going to throw my dagger at her. It hits. I'm going to bonus bonus uh, healing word. I'm the first level for... Grimsby. Okay, so Grimsby, you heal five, and Grimsby, you take, you're at one level of exhaustion when you wake up. Hooray, I, I guess. So Sereth will now finish making his way out of here. And he'll pop down in here, he'll run in here, and then he'll see the the spirit just, ah! pew, hits. And next is Sherwin. I guess this would be an action, but I want to give Grimsby my, uh, my daily elixir, which happens to be a healing potion, eh? And it, uh, it does 2d4 plus 4. 10 HP. I mean, you have to drink. I mean, he's awake, though, so I don't know if I'm, like, yeah. feeding him, so I'm like, here, take it. <laughs> he's, like, just swatting your hand away with his arm. <laughs> Stop trying to put shit in my mouth. Now it'll, it'll save him an action. It'll save him an action. Yeah. Feed each other well, drinking is a potion, right? Yeah, but you're feeding it to him. I am I'm, feeding I'm gonna say it's gonna take your action to do it. He's twice your size. <laughs> it requires a little more effort than him just swinging down on it by himself. Climb, climb on top of him. Next is Spirit's turn, and uh, she's going to try this again. So this time she's gonna target some different folks. So she will target Sherwin, Boyd, Raylan. So Boyd and Sherwin, uh, you're gonna take your reaction. So you guys take some psychic damage, and then now you're going to use your reaction to make a melee attack against one creature of uh, Bryce's choice. So you're going to make melee attacks on each other. <laughs> That's funny. So Boyd misses Sherwin. Sherwin doesn't, I mean, he has a dagger, but he doesn't have it out, though. I mean, does he pull it out for this? Yeah, you. it's like a maddening thing. You just pull out like a weapon. You had to try to kill Boyd. It hits. Sherwin's just like, 
Oh, you short little bastard. <laughs> Should have killed your daughter. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Does multi-attack let you cast a spell, though? It's not a spell. Rules clear. Oh. Fuck. I thought I had a fucking ace on the table there. Nope. But it was a goddamn joker. Uh. <laughs> it was the rules card. Alright, uh, she's gonna do an attack of uh, Donnie. And she crit fails. Fumble effect. Um, pulled muscle. <laughs> she pulls a muscle. She hasn't had that bit in a long time, dude. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Gotta stretch out. Alright, uh, next is Prince Darendil. And so he'll make his turn to run in here. Wait, so what do we see when she crit fails? She pulls a muscle. I guess she grabs her hamstring. <laughs> Alright. Goes the hamstring and rail yeah. and says, "Whatever you're doing, it's working, guys." <laughs> uh, and next, it's Donnie's turn. All right, I'm gonna take advantage. See her grab her ankle or whatever. I'm gonna swing. Wait, do I have inspiration? No, I don't. Okay, so that one misses. I assume that hits. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, and then I'm also gonna menacing attack that. So she's got a DC 12. She did not fail though, so just 10 points of damage, and then I'm gonna action, action surge and do it again. That hits, grinding away. She is uh, very damaged. So she like bends down to her ankle, and Donnie just like brings a swipe down with his like his neck flaps out, cackling and shit like <laughs> something, and like just slices her. Raylan, your turn. Raylan says, "Go to hell." 10 damage. Yep. Okay, she is uh, hanging on. So four Raylan's blasts four different bolts that turn into one and strike her. And uh, she seems to be clinging on to whatever form of existence she's in. She's become very thin, wispy. Grimsby? Grimsby turns around and and looks at her and says, Hey, bitch, you go back to heck where you came from. She's like, heck? And he misses. It's like a half-hearted, like. <laughs> oh, but I'm. She gonna, says, "Don't tell me what to do." I'm gonna bonus action, uh, hidden step, turn invisible, and get the fuck away from there. If Fargus is in the midst of the chaos. He's gonna kind of sneak over here, and he's gonna take a look at that chest. He's gonna pull out some thieves' tools. You can see him kind of start messing around with it. He scrambles, like looking left to right to see if he's being watched. Which he thinks he's hidden because uh, he's behind the sarcophagus, but Grimsby can see him. And uh, Boyd, your turn. I am going to move over to here and whack her with my chalel with my quarterstaff. That will hit. Your staff attack is the last thing that was needed to send her back to the afterlife. She starts to fizzle away. I say this house is clean. <laughs> house is cleansed uh she fades away she's i was supposed to be more so much more she's gone grisby she left you a sandwich she did where in it's in the sarcophagus here she told me i'm not an idiot i will help you move the sarcophagus as you guys are talking here like a noise as the chest that fargus was messing with pops open then you hear fargus yell out holy shit and he just like picks up a handful of coins and kind of throws them up in the air. Ooh, and he starts doing like a little jig. I just imagine those are the only coins in there. Literally just a handful. 
<laughs> Seven. <laughs> Donnie, you can hear the voice hit you in the head again. It says, let me out. Let me out. Uh, I'm going to look around. Uh, does anybody else hear that voice? Uh, let's see. Boyd, actually, you would hear it now, too, that you're with, with right beside the sarcophagus. Yep, I hear Should we let her out? Yeah, I reckon this is the one that was calling us, not that mean one. Okay. I guess let's let her out. I'm going to inspect the sarcophagus for a way to open Uh, Yeah, you can uh, see that if you were just to slide the lid in one direction or the other, you could get it open. Uh, I'm going to try to push it down towards Grimsby then. I'll assist. It opens easily without much effort at all, actually. And you can slide it along. And it opens up, and you can see uh, the bones of a likely a woman that you, the same woman you saw on the uh, the relief on the other tomb, uh, the statue. You can see the tattered robes all wrapped around her skeletal corpse, and she is clutching a sword inside of a golden sheath. Okay, before anybody touches that, I'm gonna cast general repose on this corpse so it doesn't rise from the grave. All right, you do that. Uh, Soft amber white kind of light uh, flows through the bones of the skeleton after you cast the spell. Then I'm gonna. It's just a bunch of bones. So what happens? Is, can I reach for the sword? Yeah, you can grab the sword when you have it in your hands again. You can hear the voice inside your head once more, and you can hear like this sigh of relief as the female voice then says, "Let me out! Unleash me!" Oh shit! Can I do like a sense motive thing to see if it's like? You can uh, roll uh, insight. Sure. Here. <laughs> Stab everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Unsheathe me. Whip me out and show me to your friends. You don't sense anything nefarious. I pull it out. Shring. And it's just a hilt and a handle. Uh, and you can feel the sword talk to you again. And she says, wait, just a moment. And uh, you hold it for a couple more seconds. And uh, you have this innate feeling that if you willed it, you could cause the blade to activate. But you're not sure in what way, in what shape or form it would activate, what that means. But you feel a connection with the sword now. Everybody mm. step back. Everybody, get ready to see my my great power I got here. And I, and I, and I hold it towards my dick like, like a... <laughs> like a child. <laughs> is this a Spaceballs reference here? <laughs> Just this droopy metal blade comes out and flops over. Like you're pointing it at your dick. <laughs> this is going to supercharge my crotch. <laughs> Alright, so I'll do that. I'll hold it forward. And I'll call upon I don't know. Activate! Because <laughs> you gotta say, Thundercats, hold! <laughs> so this bright beam of light comes jetting out of this edge of the blade. And yeah, and it fills the room with this bright light. And you feel like you're able to actually control the light if you wanted to, making it brighter or more dim. And as soon as the beam comes out, you hear the voice again in your head. And she says, oh, it's been so long to see. I can finally see again. It's a hell of a flashlight I got here. Thank you. Thank you, Boyd. Oh, shit. Can we all hear this? No, it's only speaking with Boyd. So you just hear Boyd saying, like, oh, shit. Hey, whoa. Seems like normal reactions, I guess, at this point. The things that he's saying. 
Don't tell my woman about this. Boy, are you okay? You look pretty injured. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all right. I got I got a new flashlight. I'll throw yeah. Sherwin back his uh, glow stick. I guess Sherwin would come up and be like, Oh, Boyd, what do you got here? I just uh, get a Take closer a look. look at it. I'll let him look at it. Yeah, Sherwin, uh, give me a uh, maybe arcana roll. Uh, all right. Whenever you're searching to click for something, you always make the same sounds, but it makes me imagine like your mouse is like way far away from you and you just refuse to get up to go get it and you're like really stretching across the room to click it. It is. It's really far. Uh, yeah, you you don't know this particular sword, but uh, two things that you're able to figure out about it is uh, one that you think it's sentient if, that was, if the voice was coming from the sword. And the other thing is, it's a uh, sunblade, and it can emit it emits sunlight, and that's what you saw before when he first uh, activated it. Ooh, I think this is uh, one of them sunblades you got there, Boyd. Yep, that's, that's what you told me. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's quite an item you have. And uh, Raylan asks, feeling bad about it immediately as soon as he says it. He's like, "Do you even use a sword?" <laughs> no, not really. I need a flashlight. Everybody here got magical weapons, but me, goddammit. Can he? Can you use it though? So I guess Donnie's gonna join in. Be like, Curly, we have to think of the fearsomeness as a, as the whole kin, not just the individual. I think maybe this sword could be more fearsome in somebody else's hands. Well, who's got something to trade me? Raylan just starts looking through the coffin with Fargus. Inside the coffin, you don't find anything additional inside there. However, uh, there was that chest at the end. That's what Fargus was checking out. Uh, do you need a weapon, Curly? You tend to go from the back and just, you know, use your magic thoughts power. Wait, don't you have a magic a uh, magic dagger already? Got a drow dagger. I think maybe Prince Darendel could use it. He seems to run in and fight, fight close range. The, the sword? Give it to an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> Who else does like close range combat? Like nobody, right? Raylan, what you got? <laughs> you got Raylan got. You have some plus something, don't you? No. That was He's a like, wand. Wasn't it? He smiles and says, "I know it seems like I have magic weapons, but I'm just really good with them." <laughs> now nah, you had a magic wand. Uh, he did. It broke. All right, you, you can have this here then. Uh, so let me real quick get you a description on the end of the the chest here. It's a chest full of 4,000 silver pieces, 1,200 gold pieces, 11 zircons, semi-precious stones that are worth some amount of gold each. Um, you'd estimate probably around 50 gold each for each of them. And three potions. One potion you would recognize as potion of greater healing because you've already had one. The po- One potion has a rose-hued, evervescent liquid uh, that contains uh, very small bubbles that are shaped like hearts. I want to try it. I want to. I want to sip it. Okay. Just taste. It. Um. So the effects. I'll just describe the effect to you. Um. The next time you see a creature within ten minutes after drinking this potion, you become charmed by that creature for an hour. If the creature oh, is of a species and gender you normally are attracted to, you regard it as your true love while you are charmed. It's a love potion. Yeah, it's a love potion, basically. Gotcha. Boy, don't use it in a crowded room. And uh, the other one is... It was just a two potions and then a necklace. 
Um, so it is a necklace that has roll one d six plus three. Jesus, all of them. Nine beads. These nine small red beads that would fit between your thumb and, and a forefinger. And uh, each bead is warm to the touch. And it has almost like this swirling fiery essence on the inside of it. And Raylan just smiles. A big old smile. Raylan looks at Fargus and says, We'll take the equipment if you will take an extra share of the gold. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me uh, 800 gold. An extra share, he reiterates. Meaning whatever he's due plus that much again. Hey, Intimidate I, him. Intimidate I, him. I agreed to split this 50-50 with you guys. I get half. You guys get half. Oh, no, no, no. Raylan smiles and uh, Grimsby and Raylan just kind of uh, bash brothers up next to him and look all big. And they're like, that's... We never, I'm just getting in on this too with the neck We flaps. never discussed the split. <laughs> I said 50-50. He folds his arms. And uh, Raylan just gets right up over top of him and looms and says, you're about to lose that extra share as he tries to intimidate him with help from Grimsby. <laughs> So Fargus will say, is this how you guys do business? You just strong arm everybody? And he looks over and says, pretty much. All right, then. 600 gold. Out of 1,200? That's 50%. And he just looks around. How much do I think the necklace would be worth? It's a magic item, so it's hard to put a price on it, but way more than that. And he just whispers to Grimsby and Giant, do you think this is fine or should we press it more? What we're taking is easily worth more than what he's asking. Grimsby remembers his time trying to bargain with the with that gnome in the, uh, in the bazaar and thinks we should probably take what we should get. But then he says to, he replies to Raylan, 600, 600 is hefty, but I think it, while I don't think it's reasonable, I think we can do without it. I, if, it will, if it will keep this asshole happy, just give it to him. All right, and Raylan says, he relaxes a little bit to show that he's standing down from the intimidation and now they're just negotiating. And he says, uh, you take an equal share of the gold and all the gems. All right, then. So 600 gold and five of the gems. An equal share of the gold divided between the group. You jerks wouldn't even know about this place if it wasn't for me. And you wouldn't have survived to make it in the front door. Your, your information is not worth our skill. You ran away from the battle to come over to this chest. You wouldn't have cracked it if we hadn't been defeating the monster guarding it. There wouldn't be a monster to fight if you wouldn't know about this place. I, look, what, then what's the split then? You keep saying evenly. What's the split? Tell me what you want. It's visibly frustrated. And Raylan says, he looks around and he says, all right, a little more than, a, than your even share. Plus all the gems. So 300 gold plus the gems. Sherwin just steps up and says, oh, just give him my share on top of whatever it is that we're offering. All right, 400 gold, all the gems. Fargus nods begrudgingly and says, fine, deal. And Raylan just leans down and claps him on the shoulder and says, see, everyone's fine. I'm going to sneak all of the silver into my pack before Fargus notices because he's concerned about the gold. All right. <laughs> you just broke the Dawnbringer, Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It's just to figure out, roll. 
your first rule you break it <laughs> no you definitely shouldn't have it then <laughs> give it to Raylan um, what, well wait. give it to Jerwin Jerwin may so, be able to fix it no. so Fergus will just take what was discussed earlier and he'll start walking out just doesn't say a word to anyone he picks up the necklace with a big smile and walks over to Sherwin as he takes the sword off of Boyd <laughs> and he hands the necklace to Sherwin and says here's a little upgrade on your fire blast ooh I might have an idea what this is and he uh, leans down closer to him and says just make sure I'm not in the danger zone when you throw him and claps him real hard on the back and laughs. And then Sherwin looks at the DM waiting for the, the music to start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sherwin, you can give me an arcana roll. I'll give you um, advantage. And Raylan explains to him whatever he knows about it, too. With enough time between the two of you trained in this, and it's not super uh, complex magical item. It's a necklace of fireballs. So Raylan... Um wants to kind of have a moment with the sword while everyone's dividing up the gold. Uh, so yeah, when it passes hands, it'll it'll greet you and it'll just... it'll In most cases, um, it'll plead to be out of the sheath. Whenever you anyone tries to put it in the sheath, it'll like fight it and try to negotiate its way, negotiate its way out of it. So currently, I think um, it's activated still. So when you pass hands, it'll deactivate instantly. Raylan asks it if it has an attachment to the sheath. And uh, it'll say, no, please, just leave me out. I, I want to see. I want to see the world again. And you can feel it, the light itself. This isn't like torchlight. This feels like sunlight. You can feel like the the warmth that you haven't felt in weeks of the sun when it's, uh, when it's activated. And Raylan just like closes his eyes as it's completely lighting up the room, just like feeling it on his skin. And you can see Prince Darendel and Sarah like almost look like they duck for cover once it's activated. The light just burns their eyes, and Sarah just screams out. Now she's like, "What the hell? Turn it off!" As he appears to be blinded momentarily. And uh, Raylan dims it back to its dimmest setting, and just explains to it carefully: "We're in a strange place where your light will attract danger. I will." try my best to keep you out of the sheath but if you can't dim completely it's going to be necessary at times i am not frightened of any danger this dark can bring we will slay it together and he says what shall i call you as he clips the sheath to his belt uh, she says i've had many names but my previous master called me Dawnbringer. what do you want to be called Dawnbringer feels right feels right to me too in this environment and he kind of just like looks around the room, the smile on his face, and he's just having one side of a conversation in giant. Does it speak back to him if he speaks giant? It'll speak back to you in giant. Oh, nice. Bonus. And he asks it one last question as he starts to move across the room. Uh, do you know about this place, this building? And uh, she will say... Yes, this is the last place I saw before being shut in the darkness for so long. This was the tomb of my master. <laughs> He's already got one. 
Raylan asks, what can you tell us about her? She was a powerful sorceress. One of the most powerful in all the Netherine. Netherine? Do I know where that is? The You can do a history check. I ain't gonna go too well. Uh, 12. So yeah, the, the Netheril is the name of like the, the kingdom. Um, but it is essentially the equivalent of uh, the ancient Greeks, essentially, for us. It's a civilization that existed a long time ago that fell at some point. And uh, a lot of the really old magic items or ancient rooms are usually a netheral uh, ruins from some ancient city or something like that. So uh, Grimsby just plants his current torch in a wall socket and uh, carries the sword around and says... <laughs> Great. I'm glad to hear that you're not afraid of a fight. All right. So you have uh, the most broken magic weapon in the adventure. Congratulations. I was going to say out of character. Um, like, I've been trying to RP Donnie to be very much kin-minded. But if Raylan fucking gives this to somebody, like, fuck that, man. You, like, give this to your your um, your other kin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might just break up the kin group. <laughs> Don, you have to use his biting blade on him. I don't think this is something that's going to change the tide of a war. That would be the thing. Yeah, that would be the third large betrayal so far in Donnie's eyes. So. What was the first one? Uh, when you let the one dude get killed in the prison cell. You remember they like fed him to a spider? You didn't uh, like, the move as the kin group. No, the orc. I don't give a shit about the dwarf. You didn't move as a kin to protect a member of the kin. You were, you were like, nah, I'm, I ain't doing this. That guy wasn't no giant kin. He helped Donnie survive, man. Donnie almost got killed by the the drow guards or whatever. Raylan didn't know about that. And he didn't trust Donnie. Anyway, that was the first betrayal. <laughs> Second betrayal was the egg. How many times has Donnie gone crazy and tried to kill everybody? <laughs> At well, least twice. That was not intentional, though. Yeah. Raylan's our direct intentional he's, decisions. He's walking around talking about he's serving a demon lord. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, he doesn't fucking know the difference. The thing was fucking awesome. See how fearsome it was? The in-game atmosphere and music in this episode was provided by Sirenscape.